Do you like talking about things you're not qualified to talk about? Us too. The Dumb Nerds Podcast, a show where comedians talk about smart topics they're too dumb for. Every week, your host, that's me, Cassie Jerkins, invites a new funny guest on to get down and nerdy. Laugh and learn about topics like how to buy a house, the Terminator movies, and the Titanic. Check out Dumb Nerds today on your favorite podcast app. This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Is it recording? Yeah. This is really exciting. <laughs> it's, a, it's a new thing we're doing. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Fish Out of Water. Boom. I'm Ryan. <laughs> and I'm Jeremiah. Man, we took a little bit of a break. Tweety. Yeah, and by like a little bit of a break, you mean like a solid nine months. <laughs> yeah, was it? Well, our last episode, uh, which is you're about to hear, yeah. was in January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Oh, was it? I think it was I August. It longer. I thought it was like a, like a last January. This this says 2017-0831. So well, August 31st. August 31st. Um, it's, it's right now is what? It is January 18th. So it's been a little while. Yeah, it's been a little while. Um. We uh we had some we we took a little break. We got into a huge fight. Yeah, we we almost. Jeremiah <laughs> fucked my wife, <laughs> and I was like, "What are you doing, bro?" <laughs> yeah, and now um, and I forgave him. Because... He forgave me because he's such a good soul. Yeah, no, uh, that that didn't happen. No, uh, but but maybe it did. Yeah, maybe it did. Maybe no, it did. I hope not. No, no, no. Oh no, no, I didn't I'm mean still it like that. That same girl. <laughs> what I'm saying is like, if the listener wants to think that that uh, go for it. Yeah, whatever. They yeah. probably think worse than me for not caring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, so we took a little bit of a break. We're back now, 2018. Yep. Um, we recorded this episode, like we said, uh, back in August um, with, uh, you're about to listen to the great Henry Kaiser. Henry Kaiser. That name sounds very... Um, official. Official, like like a German military. Yeah. Or like a politician. Yeah. A very funny guy. Yeah, very funny guy. So we're I excited. don't remember anything we talked about. I don't remember <laughs> either. Uh, poor Henry. He kept saying like, "Hey, when are you gonna when are you gonna release it? When are you gonna?" Re-? I was like, "Hey, man, we're going through some stuff. We had some, um, we, we just had some some things pop up, and so we couldn't couldn't get to it. And then that led to uh, it's just getting hard to start back. Hard to start back. Yeah, I got a job. Is what really messed things up. Yep, you got a job. But I, then that job. No longer exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of us has to not have a job for, yep, this to, for this to work. For this to work, and when we both have jobs, it's extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, we're back and we're excited. We have somewhat of a new format. We're going to change things up a little bit. Uh, we're still going to try to have as many good guests on. At, well, they're all good guests. Yeah, they're all good guests. But um, uh, we we like to call them high profile yeah. guests. Yeah, high profile we're, guests. We're going to try to. Uh, 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 get as many high profile guests as possible. It's tough, man. A lot of people don't want to talk to us. <laughs> yeah, and I, I get it. I get it. We're we're nobodies. Yeah. Not and only are we nobodies, but I have an attitude problem. <laughs> <laughs> Tweety is known in the LA comedy community as being a pain in the ass. Yeah, giant pain in the ass. <laughs> and so we're we're in an uphill battle. Uh, but we're gonna we're we're gonna continue to have guests on. We're gonna continue with our format of. Talking about sketch, pitching on sketches. It's going to be a whole hour long podcast of of sketch mania. Yeah, you're going to talk. It's going to be a lot of me and Jeremiah, mm-hmm. a lot of people that we write with on a regular basis. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, just just fun people. Yeah, we're going to try. Not to... all of them can be Joe Hartzlers, you know. Yeah, we can't always get the 
the big name UCB people. And, we have to get the lowly. We got to get the, the lowly piece of the shit we write with on a regular <laughs> yeah, basis. The people who we are in the trenches with currently. But it's good for everyone who listens to us to say, hey, there's a, there's a whole team of people wanting to be uh, uh, great at this. So um, it's, uh, it's good. Yeah. We're excited. excited. And uh, without further ado, uh, this is the last old school episode of Fish Out of Water. But the first episode of 2018. Yeah, so it's the first episode yep. of the old episodes. Of the old. But also, no, it's the no, last, last episode. episode of the old episodes, but right. the first episode of the new episodes. That's right. Uh, Can you our, say that a different way? Because I think I just pretty much said that. No, that's pretty good. We'll, we'll leave it with that. All right, guys. Uh, here's episode, I believe it's 40. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. I have no idea. I think it's episode 40. Henry Kaiser. Kaiser. Oh, fuck. Kaiser. Kaiser. Check it. You are now tuned in to Fish at the Water, where comedians learn from forerunners and give honor. Tweety and Jeremiah mix it up like honor bombers, making sure everybody leaves educated like scholars. This is Fish Shadow Water. This is Fish Shadow Water. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Fish Shadow Water. I'm Jeremiah. And I'm Ryan. And today we got a great friend of ours, a good guest to have on our. Uh, uh, esteemed podcast. <laughs> he is a, uh, a creator and host of the uh, UCB show uh, Jekyll's Asshole. You can see that every Thursday. Yeah? Yeah, 7 yeah. o'clock. 7 o'clock. UCB Inner Sanctum. UCB Inner Sanctum. He's a writer-performer for the UCB monthly show, Quick and Funny Musicals. Um, he's just an all-around uh, great dude. Henry Hi, Kaiser. Hey, clap, 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 clap. Clap, hey. clap. How are you guys doing? What's up, man? What's up? Thanks for uh, coming out to uh, Larchmont in the heat of... This isn't hot for Tweety. Tweety it's not. This, I, hot, the but... people in LA that complain about the heat, to me, is like... It's like... It's, it's like the definition of millennial to me. But, okay, so I feel like, yes, true, like when it's 80-something, but it was 102 or 105 today. But so n- without humidity, that, so it's like... But it is kind of humid. There's clouds. So are you like, from about Jakarta? Like, where are you from? <laughs> where, you can, where you can claim to have, like, like I don't know, bragging rights. Over Nebraska. Nebraska. But it's can't Nebraska. get that fucking I mean, where, hot McCool out there. Cool Junction, Lincoln. <laughs> Lincoln. Lincoln? Yeah. Okay, so it gets up to like 96 and humid, but like... No, it gets still. up to like 114 and humid, which is really? like 130 oh, here. All right, we're gonna and it gets like negative 40 degrees below zero when chill yeah hey listen i've done the drive from omaha airport to now that McCool is junction at like 2 a.m it's not fun especially in that's december super boring <laughs> yeah boring you take the 80 you go to chances are chicken <laughs> in uh york nebraska uh, and you're good to go <laughs> hey it's uh, actually true Henry yeah. is a man of the world look at this yeah, yeah. Uh, what were you of, doing out there uh my wife is from that area oh where's yeah. she okay. from uh born in uh york uh raised in mccool for a bit Okay. Then a little Bakersfield and a little bit of everything in between. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Wow. I like your wife seems like a great person. <laughs> She's way cooler than me. I'm just a guy with a thing. Yeah. And a Spe- pen and a dream. Speaking of that thing, how'd you get started doing this thing, this comedy thing? Um, well, do you want, I mean, if we go back to like when I was seven. Sure. I mean, you, uh, you get to tell us the story you want people to hear. <laughs> you are the funny. writer of this. So like, yeah, this is pretty much, I guess it's. Most comedy lives within the world of writing, whether it's improv or, or like pre-written sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I was playing baseball. <laughs> set, I was seven years old, maybe give or take a year. So I was four or twelve, and uh, 
And I'm out, I'm out in right field, and my buddy Dan Abelson, or no, I'm in left field, because right fielder, I mean, that's pretty much the worst position. Uh, so anyway, I'm in the left field, and my buddy Dan Abelson is up at the plate, and I'm like, Dan is a great athlete. I'm uh, just a person. And I'm sitting there just pre-thinking how good he's going to be when he hits the ball. And he hits like a pop fly, but it's, you know, one that is probably going to land between shortstop and myself. And I did not move a, a millimeter. And my friend's dad, Lou Rubin, who I still talk to about this to this day, uh, called me in. He's our coach. And he's like, hey, Henry, uh, Dan, everyone come in. And he's like trying to make an example of me. And he says, Henry, what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> And I think he was expecting something like, well, I want to be a businessman. Or like, yeah. I'd like to be a phone operator or whatever. <laughs> and uh, I said, I want to be a comedian. And everyone on the field laughed at Lou Rubin. <laughs> and I was like, I guess that worked. Because yeah. <laughs> he didn't even get to deliver his, like, you know, sage, like, sage advice. Right. Because I, I cut him, I cut the punchline faster. So, right. Um, I got it. Yeah. I mean, and that I, was I, it. I knew I wanted to do comedy from, like, age four five six seven maybe even younger mm-hmm. uh and probably have been doing things that lead me in that direction since then even when i wasn't supposed to be doing that that's crazy that's yeah. uh that's a very forward-thinking young young child young man yeah i um i wanted to be hulk hogan when i was seven <laughs> yeah. i wanted to be hulk hogan when i was 15 also yeah yeah well to be fair you're also still wearing a Hulk Hogan T-shirt at the moment. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's pre-ripped. They're pre-ripped, okay? They, yeah. All right. I just want I everyone to know that they have to. They're be. pre-ripped. Of course, you can't. Nobody can rip a shirt. You know what? No. Not everyone knows that, Tweety. Not everyone's just engulfed in the <laughs> the Hulk Hogan lingo. Um, um, and and at the very least, his shirts weren't reinforced, even if they weren't pre <laughs> pre-torn. Oh yeah, unlike the average reinforced. I mean, look shirt. at this. That's a reinforcement right there. Baby. Oh, you talking about the yeah, collar? Yeah. I thought I was like, picturing like metal bars, yeah, like that through too. the fabric, Could like, chain like a bane, like a bane type shirt. Yeah, yeah. I'm reinforcements in my shirts. <laughs> why? Why do they not have those shirts now? Get I, on it. They Hanes. did back in the sixteen whatevers. Oh, uh, they did chainmail. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they mm-hmm. call it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, That's, so... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, go no ahead. I was gonna, This is your podcast. I, I was going <laughs> to say something stupid. Whatever you were going to say is going to be better than what I was going to say. Uh, I was going to say, so what's going on? What's the deal? Uh, you want to talk about stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. So you start... Okay, so you're from L.A., yeah? Mm. Thought you were from New from, York. Born in from Montreal. New York. Raised in New York. Gotcha. Uh, and Montreal, yeah. Canada. Yeah, born in Montreal okay. when I was you know, zero. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. And, uh, Clarification. Not, I think there is like another Montreal, but it's like Montreal, Wyoming, and it's like a population 168 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell people I'm from Melbourne, Florida. Well, I say I'm from, uh, what part of Florida are you from? I go Melbourne, and 95% of the time. You mean Australia? And I go, no, not Australia. There just happens to also be a Melbourne. Also, you know, Florida. learn your West Coast Florida. <laughs> I mean, right? You yeah. got to. Yeah. Isn't it West? What do you mean? Isn't it on the west? Isn't it on the Gulf Coast? Oh, sorry. No, you're incorrect. It's Where on, is it? It's on the East Coast. But you had a fifty. North, wait, wait, the wait, state North, of Florida? No, 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 no. Melbourne. <laughs> Florida has the Gulf Coast. You're the, you're one of the, the Australia East. people. Yeah. Okay. No, but no where, I was like, I definitely I'm, know where I'm Florida blanking. Is. is it north of Jupiter? Uh, yeah, just north of Jupiter. Yeah, okay. it's just right up there. Uh, I by, you guys uh, are talking gibberish. I mix yeah. up my Melbournes and my wherever, Port Saint, whatever. Right. So anyway, yeah, I was born in Montreal, raised in New York, school in Ohio, got back to New York, loved it, lived there for a bit. And I was like, as much as I love New York, let's try L.A. So I've been here for a couple of years since, like four and a half years. And 
How I do you like? How, what's the comedy? Uh, as someone who's been in both both markets, what's the what's the main difference between New York and L.A.? That is like the perfect setup, by the way, for like any stand-up who wants to do a tight five about that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have a tight five about that, and I don't do a lot of stand-up. So mm-hmm. uh, the main difference <laughs> uh, yeah. in New York, yeah. you're sad all the time. In L.A., you're sad half the time. Uh, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's in the mar- like within comedy it's funny i was talking to a friend the other day about this and he's like well look at everyone who's really good like did they really grow up and get their cut their teeth in la and i was like well i don't know and i thought of a few people he's like yeah those guys but they don't count <laughs> and he's like but they were in san francisco before i'm you know i think it doesn't matter where you come from you can you can become very good at it through sure. working your butt off basically yeah. yeah uh but let me think like we York, can all agree that larry the cable guy is the funniest comedian of all time right yeah you can i agree mean on that right i mean he's from a small town in nebraska is he uh, yeah yeah that makes he still sense. owns a pig farm Everyone i don't know if he, I, he he could be hmm. he's the best of all time i don't know yeah he's definitely be. it goes Larry the Cable Guy, yep, Richard it. Pryor, Jeff Foxworthy, <laughs> Richard <laughs> Pryor again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, pretty much. Um, yeah, yeah, so I guess like I don't see a massive difference uh, as far as like I, when you said market, it makes me think of like the financial, uh, you know, I don't know what <laughs> what you earn in L.A. versus what you earn in New York. But I think when if you're talking about like the the pulse of comedy in each place. Sure. Um, well, I was talking about from like a performance. Sorry, I'm cheering ice. Cool. It happens. Um, yeah. uh, like the, the, I guess the, the opportunities, that's one, the mm-hmm. difference in opportunities, the difference yeah. in performing, which I guess is an opportunity, which right. is a slightly well, different. One thing I noticed. And then the learning, like the teachers and all the faculty and stuff that are out there, faculty, yeah. the people teaching comedy la is a movie town and new york's a theater town so like the character development at least in in improv but i bet in sketch too yeah the character development in new york seems to be especially in improv way better you can always spot development okay like you know what i'm saying like when you when when a guy in la that's like an la improviser plays like i don't know A, a guy on a subway it's just a straight man on a like just a normal right. dude on a subway. When a guy from New York plays a dude on a subway, there's like layers to his character. Yeah, I mean, well, because he's sitting there and being like, "Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you? like more New Yorky." Yeah, I mean, I'm not agreeing with what you're saying. I'm just doing a bit, <laughs> but like, I guess what I will say is this: like, I think that speaks to like the acting chops mm-hmm. of someone from New York versus LA. I don't. I don't think it's across the board true. I think there are some people out in L.A. that. I are, think it's a hundred percent true. No, well, I. I don't like to make enemies. I like to make. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Totally but uh, yeah, no. Like for me, when I've seen, there was a show recently uh, at at UCB Sunset. It was one of the. Um, it was one of the Spanks, and it was. Man, I'm sad. I'm. I'm having trouble finding the title for this. Maybe we can put it in the description. But it was a one-woman show about a girl who lost her best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was watching it. And she's a writer. She's written on a bunch of shows. And I didn't know her before this show. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, well, first of all, I feel at home. And by that, I mean safe as, a, as an audience member because she, her writing is really good. Second of all, she has a quiet... This is like, oh, I'm giving so many compliments to someone whose name I don't know because I never met her. But uh, she has a quiet confidence in her acting, too. 
like a willingness to let the words do the work more than most shows that I see on either coast. And, uh, but just sort of getting back to the New York LA thing. Um, I do think that in New York, like, actually I don't even need to say New York versus LA because it's just a matter of quality and, and hard work. But like, I do think that when I was watching improv and, and sketch, more regularly in New York versus watching it here. Um, maybe the acting was like the acting depth, like you're saying was a little more focused. <laughs> it's weird to say depth is focused, but right. you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, in New York, but, but then I see people in LA, like, uh, I remember seeing, uh, Bombardier's first show and I was like, everyone in this group is an awesome actor. So like, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it literally can be, it goes show to show. Um, but yeah, the, the difference in market for me was I moved out here and I think there was more performance opportunity for me at least. And then, you know, it's called fish out of water, right? So mm -hmm. like, it's funny cause you're, they say small fish in a big pond or big fish in a small pond. Well, moving from a massive pond where you're a small fish to a, another massive pond where you're, <laughs> you're a small, small fish. fish yeah. It's, it's actually, it's interesting. It's almost like you're just a different breed of fish in a different body of water that is of similar size, but mm -hmm. like maybe you just thrive better in, in, Wonder in warmer sense. waters yeah. or, you know, I know that sounds sure. like, no, really, no. I, I, I do speak a lot in metaphors, but like, I do think that that's actually a big deal you know for for writers actors comedians when they come to a new place i think they can become very inspired or they can become completely blocked as writers depending on how they feel in that town like i've seen people that i love go to a different town or go to a festival and go from like being the best i know in in their town to being like somehow trepidatious or or something along those lines in a new town and you're like what happened yeah they're just not i think it's all about comfort you yeah, know sure. like i have theaters here where i perform a show in one place like the clubhouse where i just know i can mess around mm -hmm. and i feel like my shows are better to be honest mm -hmm. because you're more relaxed yeah. you're more exactly yeah, yeah 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 so that's that's the long long version <laughs> of the answer and if you guys have edited this then it will seem short and if you left it then hey thanks for listening yeah <laughs> thanks for the full story so did uh, and you took so did you start did you did you write out there yeah i was writing yeah. a bit there uh not as much as i started to when i moved here um i took a class with kevin allison from the state uh mm -hmm. at, at it was at the pit which is the people's improv theater in new york sure uh, probably before they had like an official sketch program. So like 1905, <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, it was super early on or actually, no, it was an indie class that ended up having its class show at the pit. So that's how India was, mm. uh, an indie and, class. Well, like it was, you know, when someone just teaches a workshop, like oh, sure. Mary does it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have their off yeah. out of school. Yeah, yeah. Thing, I mean, yeah. or like, yeah, I think or, James Mastriani has been on does it too. Well, it's kind of like the clubhouse's version. It's like a of, workout, uh, oh, boot camp. type of program. Yeah, yeah boot camp. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, also, for example, I think at the time they didn't have sketch at Pitt, or they didn't have like just put on a sketch show type of class, right? Which I thought was super fun. But looking back, I'm like, oh, wow, 
over the years, I could have done that better. I could have changed this. <laughs> and then there are times when I'm like, wow, that premise that I had for my f- one of my first shows, I heard from a friend that he pitched a pilot that got picked up that was similar. So like, oh, wow. it's cool when stuff like that can happen because it's mm-hmm. like, well, I wasn't know. that dumb back then yeah. either. Yeah. <laughs> you had a good um, good idea of where, where to head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so I did classes there. I did classes at UCB at the Magnet, uh, which is another small theater there. Um, I think I took most, I think two sketch levels at UCB New York and then did the third here. Um, but when it comes to, I mean, if we're talking writing only, when it comes to writing, I find that my best stuff is when I'm just winging it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and by that, I don't mean like, I uh, just, you know, I don't use anything I've ever been taught. What I mean is, I do throw a couple things out when I'm in the process. Sure. Like I'm not I don't I don't think I'm You mean I don't when you write when you go to write or when you're performing? Uh and... both. Both. But but for writing, for example, um I wrote a draft of something for quick and funny musicals and I brought it in. Uh this is the one I alluded to before. It's called Shitboat. Mm-hmm. Um and like it's so funny because now it's sort of like a punchline for us where we're like, oh well probably don't want to do shitboat again <laughs> but it ended up going a lot better than people thought it would partly because i think i just went for it mm-hmm. uh you know when i mean we've seen you've been on the show that i host a bunch uh you know when you see someone that just goes for it sure yeah like literally does not hold back an ounce mm-hmm. uh i wrote a draft it was okay it was very normal it was about the premise of the show, the entire show was a mashup show. So, for example, my left foot and Footloose became my left Footloose. And it was <laughs> offensive and funny and weird. Uh, another one was uh, West Side Rentals, which was mm-hmm. West Side Story mixed with how hard it is to rent in L.A., which mm-hmm. ended up being really fun, too. And mine was Isn't there mashup. an actual thing called West Side Rentals? Yeah. yeah. So they, called, <laughs> they named it after that. Great, yeah. But, uh, but it was based off those two things. Yeah. So then mine was uh, Showboat. And the Carnival cruise ship uh, E. coli outbreak that happened like five years ago. <laughs> Everyone's like, are you sure that's a mashup? I'm like, let's try it. Uh, so anyway, I brought the first draft in. They're like, it's funny because they looked at me. They're like, it's too tame. Like, there's not enough crazy. Mm-hmm. Bring the weird stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, permission to bring weird. Thank you. <laughs> and I went home. I had house guests at the time, uh, RIP. And I decided just to write it in the short 20-minute uh, period that I had while they were like, you know, getting ready to go to dinner or something. And I literally like sat down, had a cup of iced tea and just wrote, f- wrote 12 pages, a short, short musical. And it went great. Hmm. Uh, Is it I just mean, one song. Uh, it's like five or six small songs altogether. It's like a s- five to seven minute musical. Okay. And uh, I also had never seen Showboat. So, so it was like as quirky and weird as you could get, but we're called quick and funny musicals. So mm-hmm. it's pretty loose but i so I you guess, do each yeah. you do a full musical in the so there's what six seven musicals in the whole show yeah i mean one sometimes we'll do a longer one like we did a really fun one called uh um tom riddle and the mm. mystery of the battle of the bands <laughs> uh which was super fun it was like a prequel to harry potter that yeah. was 45 minutes long oh that's great one one show only mm-hmm. uh yeah, one one play per night or one musical per night versus another one where we'll do like six to 12 musicals in one night um, so this was one of those nights, a shorter night. And, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. The short ones can be like literally 
in that same mashup one, we did one called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Borat. Easy to see online, folks. Uh, and that one was like 12 seconds. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I went on a little bit of a tangent there. But yeah, writing for me, I do the best when I just sort of freeform write. Right. Because I think if I try to write with the structure that I was taught, I end up just writing like decent generic three beat scenes versus just wacky crazy stuff which is like how my mind works right as you know <laughs> sure yeah. yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm very much that way i feel like whenever i have to it's weird because when you like submit sketches for jobs right or you're trying to get a beer writer you're like well, what do i what do i submit do i submit this kind of structured sketch um mm-hmm. because a lot of my sketches are i see it in my because i produce you know our sketches and me and Tweety, we produce stuff and then I'm on a team at IO and we produce our own sketches. I can see it in my brain. So it's, it's way funnier to me, uh, in in my brain and when we perform it than it is on the page. And that's kind of does you a disservice maybe if you go and you're trying to get on a, you know, because maybe you want to be on a a team or you're doing your own thing now. So that's, it is what it is. But um, yeah, no, but I get what you mean. Like, if you want to fit into, like, for example, I've seen that other people that have come on are, are like, telling folks how to how to make a packet and right. stuff. I mean, clearly, that's something where you're going to want advice on, like, oh, can I submit these totally wacky blackout sketches that are, like, 12 seconds? No, you're not going to submit that to, like, Daily Show or James Corden or anything, because clearly... They don't even ask for that. Right. A and B, <laughs> what are they going to do with a blackout sketch? They don't do that. So like, yeah, it's all about it's. It gets to knowing your audience. Yeah. So like at the show at Jekyll's Asshole, it can be between you know three and twenty eight people in the audience. When it's sure. twenty eight, I'm probably going to do something polished that I like, or like, or even if I'm messing around, I'll mess around within like the framework of a bigger audience. Right. Yeah. If I if I have three people there, I'm gonna probably do a little self-deprecating humor because like there's like it's almost like having crickets in the room, <laughs> literal crickets instead mm. of humans. Uh, and anyone I, who's been yeah, yeah at the intersection, not just any your show, show any show at yeah. the intersectum is uh, it's fun. It really, I, I suggest everyone go and perform. Do in at front least of, one to yeah. twelve shows there. Yes, yeah, just because. I would say more, yeah, I would say at least six, because by the yeah. time you do the sixth one, you end up just being like, well, I don't even fucking care anymore. Like, uh, like you, you It get, helps you not care in a right, good way. Right, it helps you yeah. not care in a good way, because you start to worry, like, well, there's no one here, there's no one here, and then the people who aren't here aren't laughing at me. Yeah. But I know, I know, I know three people off the top of my head that wouldn't laugh at me if it was the funniest thing yeah. on the planet. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like, well, you know, it comes, like, and that's another thing is... Well, uh, they're all bitter comedians. Not necessarily bitter, but they're all comedians, and like, comedians are either one, they've already seen it, right? Yeah. or two, they're worried they're, about... They're thinking about their bit. Their yeah. bit. Yeah. I mean... And there's also Or they're three. bitter. They could be bitter. There's, I guess that's three, and then four would be... My issue when I'm watching comedy is that I'm often just writing while I'm watching. So in my head, someone's doing a sketch and I'm like, well, they're probably going to go to the door and, you know, their aunt will now be there because they talked about how they haven't, how their aunt has never seen them do X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There she is. Uh, Like, so you're, in my mind, as someone who's been watching and doing comedy for, you know, 15 years or so or more, like, because I, I... I was uh, I interned at age seventeen at Caroline's Comedy Club, like sweeping uh, 
the stage after the comics, like in, almost in like a cliche way. Yeah. Because uh, I would always like great show, share. Uh But no, like even like watching Jim Gaffigan back in the day, years ago, and being like, holy, God, that guy is so funny. Right. Uh, I think I'm the only person on the planet that does not find Jim Gaffigan funny. Well, that's your fault. Hey, look, look, the podcast is now no longer. But I do think Larry the Cable Guy is the greatest comedian. Do you really think he is? Okay, because I was like, uh, we're going to have to have an intervention. (laughs) Uh, No, but like Gaffigan, I like Gaffigan. Whether or not he's funny, yeah, he has that niche. He knows his voice. He knows his own like self-conscious voice, which I think is quite funny. Like, is just like. Do they like me? Like that to me, as a as a, a kid watching it was just a blast. Um, but but anyway, just having watched it for so long, you get to the point where you're like, if that that's why the people that that I love the most comedically these days are the people that do a little something different. You know, mm-hmm. sure. Uh, yeah. The people that do the unexpected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw subvert expectations. Yeah. Yep. But you know what's funny is. How much of that? I, I, that's the weirdest way to start this question. That's a good question. You know what's funny, what? but it's actually not funny. Planner's peanuts. It, so, like, I guess. How, let me ask this: How me much too. of that is because we're comedians that have seen a million improv shows, seen a million sketch shows, seen a million stand-up shows, and we want, we just want something fucking different, right? But does that same thing that made us laugh just because it was so far out of left field that it caught us off guard? Does that work? In Nebraska, does that work in Iowa? Does that work in Melbourne, you really want Florida? This to work where you're from? You but really you want to find a way? No, I get what you mean. It's, I think the question then is like, you know, does bro- it work in Montreal? Uh, I don't want to say broad strokes because that's not the right term. But I'm thinking like, if you want to hit your target quote demo, right? If you right. want to make York and Omaha and Lincoln and uh, Grand Island and stuff like that. If yeah. you want to make them laugh, you're not writing. Uh, you're not. What's like? Let's think of like an indie film from the last few years. I know you hate people talking about feature films on this show. Yeah, I really but, hate. I movie mean, even writers. even for example, Arrested Development, which sure. is not like not a movie. It's a, it's a show. If you showed that to any of your family in Nebraska, I'm sure. Most of them would be like, "What is happening? <laughs> and See, why is that man blue?" Yeah, you wouldn't know. It's, yeah. So this is so just up to that point. This Speak- is something that has always stuck out to me. Is like, so I remember watching beer. Like, there's a certain like thing of beer commercials, like a run of like four or five that had the same. It was like Bud Bud Light or Coors Light or something. Yeah, but they all had the same like five or six characters, like the WhatsApp guys or something. Kind else. Something like no, it was later than that. Okay, but they'd always have like a setup, 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 and then a ad button out right right same like same basic principle for everyone same group of people right and i remember watching i'm like these are not fucking funny like i i was gonna buy a bud light i will never buy a bud light again who the fuck are they making these commercials for okay then i was in nebraska and you see posters up in your, and it came on yeah. the tv and everybody in the room laughed and someone said god i love these commercials aren't these funny Right. And okay. everybody was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no. Well, I mean, no. I think, yeah, I mean, th- this is not, I don't know, coastal comedy versus, like, middle American comedy. I don't think there's a massive difference because the hardest thing is to find the in-between. To be so funny uh, or so good at what you do that you can entertain both the sort of, 
highfalutin comedians who mm-hmm. have degrees from X, Y, or Z place, or even are thinking of jokes. I've been doing it forever. Yeah. yeah, I mean analyzing. Uh, there are a lot of smart people around in this in this community. So mm-hmm. to I make mean, them laugh, and then also like you know, it's funny because one of the best written or one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time was the Lego Movie, and I, and even like the person that I'm thinking of in the in the Lego. Uh, Batman is Will Arnett. Like, yeah, he can entertain, you know, he can entertain sort of the weird super fans of comedy within, like, uh, he wasn't, was he in, uh, no, he wasn't in Wet Hot, but he was in Arrested Development. Like, that is not going to entertain your Nebraska uh, relatives, but he will entertain them through the Batman movie or through, like, some of his more, like, broad strokes type comedy sure uh yeah it's just being able to yeah. hit it on different fronts right like, yeah i mean because someone said someone said this if you recently get pick, yeah. uh a great writer dave gandhi <laughs> uh, no that's not a real person uh <laughs> someone said this they said like you might be mad uh and say that dane cook is a bad comedian <laughs> and he may or may not be like i'll i'll leave that to the audience but like he can also make an entire arena of people laugh so regardless, and this is back to Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, like Larry the he's Cable Guy be good. was the like 2014 or 2015 highest paid highest paid comedian of the year. Yeah, that's crazy. So, so but that's from those I tor- guess, Cars movies and shit. But that, see, like if we think about that, it's just a different aim. You know, like uh, do you want even back in the day, like when novels were being printed, or, or like when 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 fiction was being written in small pieces in magazines and presented 13 pages at a time or whatever. And then, you know, after 10 installments or 12, 15 installments, you had the novel. Mm -hmm. Like that was the sort of the beginning of like that version of like commercialized writing, you know, or or literature. And then now we live in like this world of commercialized, uh, acting tv film uh what is it now branded content stuff mm-hmm. like that web series where it's like yeah you're gonna have like sort of the the pulp versions of those things uh and i don't like you know my english degree from school has now faded out of my head <laughs> but like in the like nathaniel west uh old school 1920s sure. whatever like pulp right the yeah, old yeah, yeah. school version of the word or t- of the term you're gonna have sort of the, the, the chewing gum version of comedy, and then you're going to have, like, oh, my God. Like, my favorite comedy, this is whenever I go to, like, a writing class, I, I think of Breaking Bad all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the best comedies that's ever been on TV. Hmm. Now, I like, see, I always, that's why I like the show House so much. Yeah, because it has, House like, is, it's dark, but it's, it's dark, comedic. But it's got a lot, yeah. like, he's a f- super funny, witty kind of, like, yeah, you talk about that like high level of comedy. I get, you know, yeah. who am I to say if you're high or low level? But but it doesn't see, even matter. Like right, at the end of the day, if right. if someone likes it, if I think it's about like we were saying before, know your audience. So like for example, if I'm doing a show, I have trouble with this. I was trying to adjust a character the other day. I'm like, I can't do this thing for a kid because <laughs> it's my Conor McGregor character, and he he curses every three seconds. Right, and I literally practiced it. I'm like. Well, what if what if my friend's kid Liam comes to the show? Can I do it? And I was like, "Hey, how the fuck you doing?" Shit, right away, I'm right. cursing. Right. So like, but back to knowing your audience. Like, if you know you're going to do like a corporate gig, like I've improvised at like a Google 
I, or as they call it, Google. It's not a Google. <laughs> uh, in New York, and I did like a, we did a show, and I threw in a couple tech jokes because I'm like, well, why not, right? This right. is my audience. If I throw in something about how like uh, ice cream sandwich software on, on Android is just not up to snuff, mm-hmm. they're going to all laugh and point at the engineer who, who developed that. Like those... I don't know. Right. I'm not saying it's it's not like take cheap shots at your audience. I'm saying know where you are and, and whether you're writing, performing live, X, Y, or Z, know who your who your main audience is and write for them or or if you don't want to, then be like be the Van Gogh of comedy. Nothing will be funny until you're dead and then you will be known as the best in <laughs> the history best. or whatever. Uh it's it's about what you want from it and also uh yeah, just what your goals are, I think. Yeah. Sorry to go on such a rant. No, that's great. No, that's good. I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who are listening who might not think they fit the, you know, the classic structure of how you should write a sketch. And I, we, we read a lot of sketches on here and, and talk about sketch a lot. And yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, funny is funny, man. I know I have a style, I don't typically stick to that. I mean, the three-beat structure is good because it kind of, you know. I always start there, but then by the end of it, sure. I've usually gone. Yeah, I go, I follow the funny, as they say. Mm-hmm. Well, you or know, what I think is funny. It might not even be funny. I don't know until I put it up in front of people. But, I mean, there's constantly, even with character writing. like yeah. character, See, the one thing about, you, and you mentioned earlier about the spank where you talked about the girl, her, she. Um, I'll check the name while she, we're. She had a, a, or she said she let the words do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. See, see, I'm the opposite. I'm not a wordsmith by any stretch of the imagination. So I have to use my, like, emotional kind of like reactive muscle to to get you know to the place i want to get from a comedic standpoint i'm not i'm not the shakespeare of uh <laughs> of, of character comedy you're not the billy shakes of, of character yeah comedy. i can't I'm, I'm not that i'm not that witty or smart or whatever you want to say so i have to re- i rely on like an emotional place at least i typically like to start there yeah and then um, go from there I think yeah, it's that's that's actually probably even more important than knowing your audience is knowing yourself. Like, mm-hmm. are you a performer or writer who works in this method or in a different method? And if you don't, and this goes back to like you know, people will be like, should I take classes at this place or the other? And you're like, okay, young Brooklyn kid, like let's figure this out. A lot of it has to do with what their vibe is. Are they like if I if I went to a friend. Like, if I went to one of you guys and said, hey, what should I do? And you know me from character stuff. You might say, hey, Groundlings makes sense if I was starting out because mm-hmm. of how heavy I lean on, on character stuff. Uh, whereas if I have, like, I have friends that are, like, writers beyond belief, I'm mm-hmm. not going to tell them to go to Groundlings, sure, you know? Sure, yeah. Um, and I am, I hope no one's sad. I was looking up the name of the writer, and I epically failed. I believe her name was Carrie. That's my brain remembering it was carrie, carrie o'neill no but she's amazing too. she's an amazing totally writer. different her totally web different series vibe. that she wrote uh came out a few months back it was fantastic it was yeah. absolutely and it was one of those ones where every like the writing was or the writing was spot on and the acting was subtle and the and the people that she had on with her yeah she she cast Oscar montoya yeah. was amazing um i think Elle Woods, Ruha was in it. Ruha. Everyone was fantastic. In Everybody that. was fantastic. She chose, yeah, she chose great people. She wrote 
she wrote something i i'm pretty sure it's from a pretty true place for her if i yeah i think she might have said that at some point but like yeah, yeah. i think you, it came from her when her and her ex-boyfriend broke up yeah and I mean, which it's just, would make sense because it's about i haven't seen it it's about i love carrie gets an i love carrie carrie's she's great uh, she's been on our show go listen to her episode um mm-hmm. she's a ball of fun She's been on your who what? She's been on this podcast. She's great. See, yeah, I told yeah. you. Yeah. That's why she was on it. Um, but anyway, I, I like I said, this will probably be very edited. So <laughs> welcome to the podcast we just started. Uh, but yeah, on writing, on character stuff, I feel like, did you have a question? Well, I was going to say, yeah. so I, it was, I was leading, leading in towards I felt it. I could feel how that. you, um, you know, you're, you're, you like characters. Yeah, you do the character... What, yeah. what I call the character open mic. I don't know if there is an actual one that's called an open mic. But yeah, I, that's what we call it. it calls, it's called Jekyll's Asshole, colon, yep. a character open mic. Oh, Be, I get it. Just so that people know. And no, that colon thing was not a joke. I, that was totally unintentional. <laughs> um, but it's now that I think about it, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. joke. Yeah. Uh, no, but like, uh, what am I saying about it? Yeah, we want people to know that it's, it's a character open mic. So they can come out there. Right. So you were, you were I, saying. I was saying, so how do you... How do you go about getting into your character ideas or writing for characters, writing? I mean, you say, we talked about this, and this is, you know, I know you as writing funny characters, so. Um, So, like, some of them come from, I don't know if you guys have this, but do you have the thing where you're, like, pretty good at certain things from when you were younger? And, like, for example, I can do many voices from when I was younger, but if someone said do... Who's like a who's someone that's I can't do an imitation of Benedict Cumberbatch unless I like went and worked on it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a couple things I've been doing since I was a little kid, little sure, like yeah. uh, I'm right there with you. Most of them still don't work for auditions, mm-hmm. and I've learned that by doing ten to fifteen auditions with these characters, <laughs> uh, including like Sean Connery, James Earl Jones, things that a probably shouldn't be doing James Earl Jones <laughs> because uh, I am very white, mm-hmm. but. Um, but like even Sean Connery, it's like, yeah, that was in the 90s or whatever, or the early 2000s. Like, that's not going to be that's that. That's funny. Because there's, there's other people that are like, Sean Connery, you mean the actor from 1964? Right, right. I mean, it's all, it's all relative. For me, he was the man from The Rock. Yes. Yes. Right. But, um, or, uh, what's it, Dragonheart? You remember that one? I don't it remember was like that a, one. It was one of the first like CGI dragon movies. I mean, I remember uh, from Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, or uh, Finding Forrester. Um, Forrester, you know, yeah. you're the man now, dog. What's the submarine <laughs> one? Uh, how to how to make it in a submarine? Yep, that's uh, it. Hunt for the Red October. Yep. Wasn't he in that? Uh, yeah, he was. I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. And Gene Hackman was in Crimson Tide. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't know why I said that. Let's um, stop talking about movies. Tweety. Oh, speaking of movies, bananas. Uh, yeah, because I pitch. hate movies. Um, I came into the podcast. Uh, just came to the to Jeremiah's place and. I saw Tweety just smashing DVDs. So, <laughs> clearly not a fan yeah. of movies. But yeah. um especially they were good old ones. formatted movies. They were good oh. ones. They were solid that. DVDs. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Oh, Forrest fuck Gump Forrest too. Gump. Schindler's List. Well, I can't. <laughs> that's an, that one's, that one's that's great. A, that one's Classic. important. It's a very important DVD. <laughs> um, which is why it's still up on the wall. Yeah, I didn't break that one. But um yeah, no, so characters like mm-hmm. someone will say, Well, where did that one come from? So for example, this one, it's a bit of a shoehorn, but, like, I do this character called Andre the Medium, 
mm-hmm. and people are my buddy sometimes like. Well, so wait, I thought it was going to be a medium. Like, is he a psychic no. or is it just Andre the Giant? But well, here he size. goes. It's basically it's like this. Uh, oh, hello there! I didn't see you. My name is uh, Andre the Medium. Andre the Giant was my father. <laughs> anyway, let me show you around this house a little bit. <laughs> And uh, I go around, I show, oh, this is my daddy's ottoman. I can barely climb on it. Things like that. Where does that come from? Well, A, I grew up, my, my parents uh, spoke French because I'm from uh, Montreal. And my dad was born in Chicago, but his parents are from France. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and so like I, I grew up. I would love to hear I his accent. Up, my dad's accent was, my dad was Homer Simpson. He passed away in 98. While wearing Homer Simpson socks, by the way, that I had got him, which, which is a proud thing. Not, not that he died, but that he wore the socks. Uh, but if I, whenever I do an impression of my dad, it's just like, what are you talking about? Get over here. Like he, <laughs> he grew up in an, probably an English-speaking part of Montreal, so he had flawless uh, English you know, accent, but he could also speak like Swiss German and uh, French and a little bit of everything. So I grew up with voices in my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... I could do so. I could do an impression of Andre the Giant, but a that's not relevant now because he's been dead twenty years <laughs> or more. <laughs> and b like most auditions are like we want original characters. So I'm like, well, I love this impression. It's fun. How can I make it work within like modern confines or sure. whatever? So right. I threw that in there, um, and and went with it. And I mm-hmm. think it's fun. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I can't. You can't really be like I'm great at that one, but sure. um. But it's that's what, a very, that's a very like, um, it's like a smart character. Like meaning like, that's very clever. It's clever. Clever. Yeah. Clever girl. I, um, I mean, yeah. Do, do you have, do I you sounded like Jorah from Game of Thrones. Is that I it? do. I, I didn't even intend it, but I do his voice for a show I was, I was on. Okay. But like, yeah. Uh, like, you know who does a lot of that is your co-host. Jason. Jason. Yeah, Jason, Jason does and cle- I, He does clever shit all the Jason time. Jason K? K. Yeah. yeah. You guys yeah. are clever Super clever, clever character guys. We enjoy each other too. We do a lot of like bits together where we steal each other's voices. Like sure. uh, one where like I'm Casey Kasem, he's Billy Bob Thornton, and then we merge to one voice. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, he. I think it, I think you would call it alternative comedy because like you know when you're when you're playing like hi I'm the ghost of Casey Kasem and today on America's Top Forty is blah like mm-hmm. clearly you're already. When you're playing with the ghost of a celebrity that's not important or the son of a celebrity that's not important, you're, you're doing something a little <laughs> alt. A little uh, alt yeah. And I think I've always liked alt. You yeah. know, like back to... We're just going to cut that phrase out <laughs> and put that on the internet. Oh, yeah. I'm a little I mean, alt. I like alt. Well, I think that's okay because I didn't say right. Well, now we're putting that in there. <laughs> Damn it. You are fucked. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Uh, no, uh... Being Jewish, <laughs> it's hard to be a member of the alt-right. I've tried to join, and they keep being like, no. get out of here. Um, but, uh, no, I love, I love alternative comedy. Like, I, um, you know, after, after the job at uh, Caroline's, I would, I would work at the Montreal Comedy Festival as a venue manager for a couple of years. And I got to see, like, the Flight of the Concords, like, when they were starting out. Or They're not starting favorite. out. my favorite. Yeah, they were. And, I mean, if you're talking about alt, like, that is pretty. It's not. It's not super alt, but it's like that's not going to play in Nebraska. Right. <laughs> what the hell are they even saying? I don't understand that accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, I'm trying, yeah. to th- I'm trying to think of like what the big ones are that even come through. Like business time might work. Like the hip hop. What is it? Hip hop hippopotamus? Hip hop hippopotamus. The lyrics the, are bottomless. Like that yeah. might work. 
What was but, the other like, one? Hippopotamus and... Um, I can't think of it. Uh, business Time was good. And then Too Many time, Dicks yeah. on the Dance Floor. Yeah, Isn't that, that one? That awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, actually, if we're going to be honest, I have a feeling it would work in this... And this is going to sound like a cheap shot at them, but it's not. It would work in the same sense that Carrot Top would work, in the same sense that Larry the Cable Guy worked, in the same sense that... Jeff Dunham would work. Is you mean there's because a, it has like a big... A gimmick. Yeah. And you know, I think gimmick comic Because yeah. they're singing. They're not... You know, like Jerry Seinfeld, he might just because he has because he has a name. But a guy like who's like a like Bill Burr, I'm not sure would do super hot in in the middle in of the middle, country, so to speak. I don't yeah, know. Maybe I mean, maybe he would. I'm, Bill I'm Burr's just, great, I guess. He probably would. Like if the if the flight of the Concords worked mainstream, which I guess you can prove that they do because like uh, Brett went on to write the Muppet movie. Like mm-hmm. he wrote, I think all the music for that. And like Jermaine does a lot of acting these days, but they're not, you don't know them as well as you might know. Like, uh, I want to say middle ditch, but even he's getting all, there, he's, even he's like a little more fringy than like you're, uh, like anyone on new girl or any of the people on the big bang theory. Right. Like my mother-in-law knows everyone on the big bang. She oh, loves they that. think that they're the great. My yeah. dad thinks the big bang guys are like, the fun like why don't you get on the big bang theory Ryan? think about i mean think about that there's gonna be a show called young sheldon about like a spin-off on on a show that already we probably don't like i can assume <laughs> yeah right? and that's getting a spin-off because it's more appealing to the to the main also the main, i just the called, main vein i, don't I just know. said is that, that a bill thing? burr is too smart like he's too is heady he? comedy which is absolutely not true yeah, I, also I mean don't he's know pretty like that well grassroots or not grassroots like but he's, he's just like, very like visceral right yeah i see that's why i think he would be good in yeah Nebraska. i think he would probably do really well he's a bad example i just can't think of smart comedians because i don't understand well, even them. okay so here's an example tj do you know tj and dave yeah so um you know if you said oh that random guy who played the hu- husband of selena meyer on veep no one is gonna know who that guy is right. unless they do improv right and he and like both of them, uh, TJ and Dave are geniuses. They are like top 10, 12 in the world at what they do. But we don't know them because they're not like they're not mainstream, uh, mainstream actors, you know, right. or mainstream comedians. Uh, but then you bring a friend to like see them at the Bowery or the Soho Playhouse or here in L.A. If they I don't think they've been here in a long time. But like anyone who sees them will laugh. It's just a matter of like getting them out there yeah. to, to people. But um but yeah, but like back to the character thing. When I create a character it's yeah, there's two ways to do it in my mind. And I'm not saying for other people, just within my mind I either create based on like I can do this I can do this voice. Now let's find a way to make it fit. Mm-hmm. Or the second version is I have a funny premise. What voice works with Goes that with premise that. the best? More yeah. often than not where do you fall into? I think I fall into, uh, let me think here. It depends. Uh, acting wise, I fall into, I fall into, to voice, the, voice, then, then work it out after. Mm-hmm. Writing wise, I think it's 50 50. Sure. Cause like I write, I wrote, uh, like an infomercial thing. I didn't, I thought of it based on like, you know, the, the normal voice of like the Billy Mays type guy, mm-hmm. RIP. 
uh, man, everyone died. But um, yeah, they did. Yeah. But like, you know, mine, mine is just a dumb one about like, you know, uh, sick and tired of that ketchup stain on your shirt? Introducing Red Out from the makers of Brown Out. It turns everything you own red just so that ketchup won't show. Like that <laughs> was just like, I think that products are dumb. Mm-hmm. Let's make them dumber by doing this, this, or this. Sure. Um, Whereas, so a little like Casey Kasem came back as well. He, he sneaks into a lot of my stuff. R.I.P. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> um, LOL. Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. Yep. Um, yeah, so like that one would be, would be premise than, than voice. Sure. Uh, another one. I'd like, I, yeah, like I did this one called Harold the Extremely Young Grandpa. So mm-hmm. he's, fif- he's 30, had a kid at 15. His kid had a kid at 15, so... Mm-hmm. he's 30 and he's got all the oh when i was your age but he's more sure. like, hey when i was your age you know our cell phones were huge and the <laughs> battery life was awful but like that's another premise based one whereas mm-hmm. uh my friend wrote a great thing but i'll just go with another voice based one is like he wrote he wrote a character for me called splaff sherman <laughs> and that's gotta be that's gotta be voice so it's yeah. like i'm splaff sherman half merman at your sermon <laughs> and uh i improv that line and we kept it like but that came from the dumb Scottish voice and, sure. and, and, and fell, fell into it from there. Yeah. I'm trying to think what clever characters I have, and I don't think I have any. I feel I'm like... very... Um, clever? Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't do clever. Like, clever is not my wheelhouse. Don't you have, like, a, a master's or a PhD in sure. like, chemistry well, or something? I have a master's, something? yeah. A master's in uh, biomedical engineering. I love, when, I love when someone who different. has a master's in biomedical engineering is like, I don't do much clever. I'm like... <laughs> You definitely do. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure even, uh, what was that character you did? It's the guy that like randomly, well, the, I'm like, yeah, what's that yelly guy? He's so clever. <laughs> yeah. But didn't you do one where a guy just randomly would like, oh, it was like a uh, compliment guy or, or oh yes, crowd yeah. work, but yeah. positive reinforcement. Positive reinforcement, crowd yeah. work guy. I mean, I think that's, I that's think, a concept. And I also clever-y. think the guy that waited in line for New Balance's it might not. That's a. It's a, it's a sketch, not a character. But the P. It's a character. It's a character sketch, and I right. feel like that was clever. Uh, maybe it's because I look at Henry and Jason, like Jason, the other night when you bailed on me to go do that sketch show, and Eddie took in your place. Right, right. right. Um, I didn't bail on you. Yeah, you did. Um, uh, Jason had a. It, the theme of the show was. You count- said. You said to me. <laughs> you said to me. Um, hey man, if you want to do this, I, if you don't want to do it, I totally understand. And I was like, I really don't. <laughs> uh, clever, Jeremiah. Yeah, see, that was clever. <laughs> um, it was a. It, the theme of the show was um, August and everything else, which is a Counting Crows album. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah. so I do. I do an impression of uh, what's the guy's name? Duritz. Um, Adam. Adam Durst. Adam Durst, yeah. yeah, who's the lead singer of the Counting Crows, right? Okay. And so I, I'd wrote, I had written a monologue a while ago and turned it into a sketch, and um, uh, because the theme of the show is they tell you what to do, and they told me to do a sketch, so I turned a monologue into a sketch, and they told Jason to do a uh, a character, and he did, he was an accountant uh, on the wall in Game of Thrones, so he was a Counting Crow. Which is how he made the connection to August and everything else. And I was yeah. like, motherfucker. Like, that's so smart. It was so clever and kind of like in the way he connected it, I would have never thought. Now, I don't know how he does that. I don't know how you guys do this, you know. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's uh, like a wordplay thing. Sure. I think, you know, that even just reminds me of uh, Count Dracula from uh, Sesame Street. Like, sure. you know, you're just playing on words. Right. Uh, but I don't think that way. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think wordy. 
but fuck it's not my not my thing i can't i guess i could try to be that and i just wouldn't do good at it <laughs> i actually yeah. that though i do like not to be like the weird guy that's like you know what you should try it though you might find you surprised <laughs> yeah uh and sorry for all the voices they just come out <laughs> yeah. uh but like no i think that like for example when you're taking a sketch class that's one of the first things they'll have you do like at even ucb 201 and 301 uh, they'll be like, write a topical sketch, write a character sketch, write a word. I would say like a wordplay or a word-based sketch. Sure. Because I think An that might be object. a, yeah, a really a... good mm-hmm. exercise. Because like once you know, for example, Jason's premise of counting, uh, like a counting crow, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure you could take that ball and run with it. Sure. Yeah. So like, I think it's just a matter of like it's about it's it's like flexing different muscles mm-hmm. to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. I didn't think of it like I that. I feel like... Yeah, it's just a different kind of yeah, muscle group that you have to work. It's a totally different work. group. Yeah, yeah. And for me, like, I've always found, like, oh, my best thing would be if, if I could be a punch-up guy in every room, mm-hmm. I would love that job. Sure. Because, like, I grew up watching the punches. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, I grew up watching, like, the, oh, my God, that's the one. That's the funny one. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just love... And that's, like, the dream job for me. Uh, but, yeah, to be able to sit in on a show or or even uh, i remember um after um after the the internship at at caroline's comedy club the next year because i had a really cool alternative type high school where they let you go do these type of jobs i applied to be an intern at uh conan o'brien when he was in new york and i had this moment where like everyone surrounding like the front desk talking about uh, the, literally talking about the water cooler because they had a something bear water or <laughs> yeah I know arrowhead or deer deer yeah. lake water up in New York and there, I think there was a bear version of that water uh, delivery service and I wanted like as a young seventeen or eighteen year old I wanted to be like yeah, this is the dumbest thing but <laughs> g- give me some credit because my mind was 17 or 18 at the time i was like oh yeah what about uh, masturbating bear water and because that was like <laughs> one of their biggest bits was masturbating bear mm-hmm. uh but just like yeah i i would love to be in a room you sure. know be in yeah. a room and, and be able to pitch those type of things uh even if they're really bad like mm-hmm. that one was uh that's a good segue though speaking of segues into oh the room yeah, yeah the living room yeah and the pitching it. ideas and because we don't have too much time left, so we're gonna yeah, we're gonna cut the first half of the show. We're gonna we're gonna crack crank away at let's uh, crank it. Okay, so give me a number one to thirteen, and from this we're gonna create some characters. So keep that in okay. the back of your brain. Tweety, you um, ready? I'm ready. And do I give the number? Yeah. And what? Just for fun, what the what the hell happens with the number? You type okay, it into so Google. No, don't tell him. Okay, I'm not gonna tell you. Is it like? Do you have pre-written prompts? Yes. Okay. Uh, so it didn't have to tell me. That's pretty <laughs> easy to assume. So let's go with thirteen because it's bad luck in some places, but good in others. Okay. Let's see. Boom, 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 boom. I think we've got thirteen before. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. All right. Blinded book. All right. So I go get a book. I open up a page. We randomly read that page All right. from that. We and I'll can you get like a poetry book or something that Since, isn't? Because last time you got like a history book. Why don't I really do this? Dry. Since you're stuck sure. behind the table, I'll get it. Mm-hmm. And I'll bring three books and you can just choose. Okay. I'll, there's a whole stack of books right there on that uh, that shelf. Oh, my body. Go, go to your right. There? Yeah. As you come in the door. I'm here. See it? Yeah, I got a stack. Yeah, I think there's a place. I feel like 
I feel like this is a good time to say that I don't really hate movies or people that write movies. Tweety's tired. I'm very tired. You don't agree with things, or you're tired? I don't, I, you want a random one? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, you you pick pick your poison. They're plays, I think. So. I don't know what that is. But okay. Okay. The book we have: Modern Man in Search of a Soul. Oh, good. That's all of us. C.J. Jung. All right. I'm just gonna randomly. Dude, hey. All of your books look so boring. They're plays, dude. Oh. Uh, fucking actor over here. Oh, Tell me when to stop, Henry. Yep. Stop. Okay. My arm. All right. So I stopped. Now, since you're our guest, you're going to read some. Can you see? I got to uh, turn the I can light see. On. I have a flashlight. <laughs> we, we uh, the, it, it is a historically hot day, yeah. as uh, Trump would say. It's a historic day, hot. Yep. Uh, and so no lights are on in the house. We're in the house. We're trying okay. to keep it cool. Uh, you want me to just choose this random sentence? Choose here? a random sentence, and then okay. from that, we're going we're gonna to spitfire. Okay. <laughs> I hope it's not dry for tweeting. I do not doubt that the natural instincts or drives or forces of propulsion in human life, whether we call them sexuality or the will to power. But I also do not doubt that these instincts come into collision with the spirit, for they are continually colliding with something. And why should not this something be called spirit? Mm. Question mark? I like how the person that's talking about spirit just casually threw in stuff about sexuality, and I would really (laughs) like to see a guy that just... Like keeps uh, getting more vulgar and vulgar and vulgar throughout the thing. Like he starts off just like casually mentioning sex. Mm-hmm. By the end, he's like talking about like deep penetration and Carl, like rim jobs. This is by Carl Jung, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we picked the and, driest. And, and the, the title of the chapter is Freud and Jung. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're 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 in the deepest. Part that'd be of a gr- <laughs> what about a uh, what about a porno <laughs> called Freud and Jung? Uh, that'd be gross. Okay. But yeah, I mean, as a premise, great. As a yeah. premise, great. Uh, yeah, I don't. Well, that reminds me of a bad tweet I wrote, which is, um, um, does anyone know? Does anyone know a good therapist in Pasadena asking for a Freud? <laughs> uh, <laughs> stupid, but that is a joke I wrote. Um, anyway, follow me on Twitter, Henry yep. Kaiser. Yep. Um, but yeah, like you want to go with. Just random yeah, ideas. Yeah, yeah. What do you what do you think? Can can we well, either, can we create a sketch from that? Going off what Tweety said, yeah, sure, I think I think says. it'd be really funny if yeah, someone's trying to speak very broadly, mm-hmm. but they always fall back on like sexuality or right. or yeah. you know it's like sure. Actually, this is just a real thing. But like, I have <laughs> a friend whose father made the weirdest best man speech I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I'll we'll just I'll just. Uh, plot out from there but essentially like a guy who's just trying his best mm-hmm. to keep it clean mm-hmm. <laughs> or to keep it non-sexual like i mean even just like uh i'll use i'll, I'll change the names to protect the innocent but like a father-in-law giving a speech mm-hmm. or whatever just like and and Kristen, i must say you look you look ravishing i if i were 23 years young i mean i'd be marrying you myself and trying to make a speech about like Big moment in your, in your son's life, and mm-hmm. oops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then like, and then he just yeah, like, Freudian he's so young, lucky young to get in. to take you across the threshold tonight and put his penis in your vagina. That's yeah. gonna be, it could be a good yeah. time. Yeah, and and Wish and just just to share a one liner from the actual speech my friend's dad gave was, he's talking about sexuality. He's talking about like men coming of age, and then he says, and then nine eleven happened, <laughs> and my son cared so much for those people i'm like what where did that come from you're talking about sexual awakening and then 9-11 happened so uh hey look sometimes 
the funniest stuff can't be written. It's just said by your friend's dad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Almost everything that's funny is said by my friend's dad. Yeah. Mm. Um, you want to try a different page? You want to stay on the same sure, page? Sure. Let me. Um, like? um, I was trying to find. I can't remember this guy's name. Is it Brett Gillum? Brett, he he did a Brett one of the guys Gelman? on Gelman. Is it Gelman? He yeah. does up comedy bang bang. Yeah, I think um, it's Gelman. And he tell he does a story like this where he just tells a very kind of like boring story about a, a robot. Oh, um, and I like it was that. called this. It was called the. Um, it was like something about Apple. And they were revealing a new thing that could like read your brain. It was the eye brain or something. Oh my god! And um, it it turned into basically like this whole sexual story that had nothing to do. They were totally unrelated. <laughs> but, but he gives you five minutes of this eye brain stuff, and then like turns it on its head. It's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. It's on <laughs> an early comedy uh, bang bang. Episode. Welcome to a podcast where we talk about funnier podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but yeah. So so. Yeah, just like turning something on its head uh, yeah. after that. Yeah, I mean, there's another one. It's like just talking about creativity. It's like just, uh, you know, changing expectations. You know, sure. oh, you expect this for five minutes, and then he turns it on its head. Right. Uh, can I try one more just for fun? Sure. I know While you find on one, time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch an idea. Okay. Because yeah. you kind of read it in a character voice that I kind of like. Felt there is something like funny about a guy. Um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like... Imagine having to read a passage of your book to like high schoolers and it's not high schooler appropriate. Yeah. You know, like, like, well, one, you have to figure out why is this person like having to do this, but there's, I love stuff where it's like uncomfortable or you see yeah. the, you just see the person being uncomfortable on stage because if you were in that moment, it would be weird. So there's something about a guy who's having to read either from his own book or, or a, or a passage from a book that's on the required reading list in class and just having to, like, mm. muscle through it, you know? I'm thinking, yeah, like, that... What does that make me think of? Uh, yeah, someone having to power through it. Oh, like, yeah, someone who's like, ah, oh, I wrote this in my... <laughs> same voice, but, like, I wrote this in my journal. It's a very big scientific discovery, and he goes mm. to the wrong page of his journal. He's like, right, yep. at that moment, Vanessa and I were in the throes of... <laughs> oh, my God, that is not the Covain bond I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. uh, that feels like it would fit. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fun. Mm -hmm. Yard. Uh, yeah, grab a new one. I feel like I grabbed another tough one, but let's do that. Okay. I know you guys... I know you're trying to get me out of here. Nah, man. No, man. Keep getting the thumb pointing toward the door. But uh, well, I have, I have a. My father's in town. Oh, I heard. I heard he's in town. Yeah. You have to have dinner with him we at LAX or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you oh. know about this? Rumors. Yeah. Uh, I, have no, I imagine your father. Is he like even taller than you? Is he like a short man? Three? Short man. Is that true? Very true. Is that five eight. Name? Is your mom super tall? She's five eight too, but she's got tall brothers or tall uncles. <laughs> she's not got even tall brothers. Jeans. Yeah, tall jeans. Okay. I got it somehow. The six four gene. Yeah, my I my never met my grandfather, though. but everyone else in my family was under six feet, and then my mm -hmm. brother and I are both like six four and six two sure. respectively. Yeah. Uh, so here, uh, each time you break an agreement, all the power you use to create it returns to you. If you adopt these four new agreements, they will create enough personal power for you to change the entire system <laughs> of your old agreements. Oh my God. I love that one. That's yeah. right. That's really That's right. Yes, that is right. Uh, that so I got out of the lease on my car, uh, and apparently I got all that power back. 
by breaking the lease. <laughs> Such a, I mean, I'm sure it me, it means something in a book called The Four Agreements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the real world, yeah. that means makes nothing. zero sense. Yeah. yeah, like I just heard someone that just like as they keep telling their speech, it just gets more convoluted and convoluted yes. and convoluted until they're literally just saying vowels. <laughs> right, that's perfect. It's 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 essentially an AT and T contract. Yeah. Like each time you you break the AT and T agreement, you're okay. But if you think about it a little more, you owe us two hundred and forty dollars. <laughs> and by that I mean A E O G B B R A A A. Exactly. Yeah. Vowels. Yeah. Vowels and a few consonants. But and it's a blackout character sketch because I feel like we pretty much just did everything that's funny about that one. Oh yeah. See, I think <laughs> I thought of something slightly different, mm-hmm. given the brain that I have. That's unclever. Is a guy literally agreeing to everything <laughs> to the point to where he's on top of? Like, you're like the guy from. Uh, you're like the guy from from uh, Anchorman that just says oh, the word in the Rick room. Rick Tamlin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lamp. Yeah. yeah. I love lamp. <laughs> you I heard the word man in the heart. And you're like a character that agrees. No, no. I'm thinking of. I'm just thinking of a guy who takes a like, yeah, literally a, agreement to his. Uh, like to the fullest where he's like on top of a mountain like i agree mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like it's not making his life better like he misinterprets he's like oh the four agreements that means i gotta agree with, with everything. everything yeah right and his life is not any better or worse and after reading this book well it's yeah it's almost like uh you know there is that expression like say yes to everything sure, well there's yeah. that movie yeah. called yes man really oh yeah, yeah. who's yeah. In jim carrey jim carrey wow. he had to say yes to everything is for that a like year? a bad version of truman show or not not no, Liar Liar. That sounds like liar, the same liar. premise of a movie he already did. I think it is. Yes, yes Man is the one where he ended up in Nebraska. I was in Yes Man now that I think about it. Uh, I pitching your that. own movie again. No, I was an extra. <laughs> I was an extra because they had a Nebraska football scene oh, that's cool. that he went to. And they're like, anybody that's got Nebraska football jerseys will pay you 64 bucks to come watch Jim Carrey. Man, what a random number, too. Yeah. Uh,. Speaking of that, I was in Man of the Year <laughs> as an extra. No, but uh, but he's saying in this quote, it, mm-hmm. or in the quotation, if we're, if we're using our English uh, major again, mm-hmm. uh, it's saying that when you break an agreement, mm-hmm. you, you regain the power, the power mm-hmm. that you had when you made the agreement. In yeah, the first that's what place? I'm saying. It's so convoluted. Yeah, so he's actually so saying the opposite of being an. He's like, because if you break an agreement, you're pretty much an asshole. But he's saying, he's well, saying what power you get, do you gain when you when you make an agreement? Like the power of like a man's word. Well, like, can you, I mean, we don't have contextually. We don't have anything. No, I'm that's just saying exactly anything. what we want. Right. No yeah. context. No context. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, well, okay. Let's just take it for what it's worth. No, I'm just saying. I'm speculating. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. power do you get when you make an agreement? You feel good. You feel honest. You feel. Well, it depends on the agreement. I sure. Think. That's okay. the thing. Oh, yeah, like, I found it. I found it. Each time you break an agreement, all the power you use to create it returns to you. So if you adopt these four agreements, they will create enough personal power for you to change the entire system of your old agreements. So now that I sort of am getting some of the context because this is an introduction, he's saying break all your old agreements, create better, stronger ones. But Mm. within the context of only this sentence, it's pretty funny to say each time you break in a... Like, let's say that you spent a year coming up with a contract mm-hmm. uh, for like a, a Tesla coil that you wanted to, you know, market or whatever. Sure. Already, already sort of exists, but you're doing it. <laughs> and then yeah. you decide that you don't want to work with that guy anymore. You gain that year back. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like that as a premise. Just like, uh, oh, 
So I broke the agreement. That's where that lease thing came. I broke the lease with on my car, and now I got all the money back and positive energy. But sure. Or like the Tesla coil that I spent a year figuring out, mm-hmm. I now have a year back. I'm younger, mm-hmm. stronger, and uh, I have more hair because I'm less stressed. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. I sort yeah. of like that. As That's funny. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but then funny. you can put yourself into like a situation where you're, you're just having a meeting with all the people you have agreements with. You know, previous yeah. previous agreement, and they're just coming in one at a time, kind of like a, uh, 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 you know, you have a new king or a king gets married, and they bring you a gift. They're bringing yeah. you the agreement back, and you're like, well, in a way, it's like fulfilling. It's to me like, similar, like yeah, if you're a king or whatever, and you have all these agreements, but like you're you're older. Let's say you're you're a, a, an 83 year old king mm-hmm. who has had you know 100 agreements per year. I'm not doing the math. <laughs> okay, it's not 6,300 if you've made agreements since you were 20, but it is. Uh, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, 6,300 yeah, yeah, agreements. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're then getting all your guys, uh, you know, coming back, relinquishing or breaking all the agreements. To me, that's you're gaining all that power back, right, yeah. which is pretty funny. It's like, right. I need the credit that I gave you long, long ago. Right. Uh, oh, man, I keep go. slipping into character. Uh, um, that's yeah, part of it, man. That would be a fun, that would be a fun bit. Like that is man, yeah. Or even the Godfather with agreements being broken, like, you know, like Luca Brasi swims with the fishes, like that type of thing. Of like, you broke in, my agreement, uh, yeah. but it's okay because I've gained more power for it. Right. And I'm now wiser, older, and... Can you bring yourself yeah. back from the dead? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of Jorah, I haven't watched the last season, so oh. I have no clue what's happening. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Cool. That's my thought, guys. Sorry to keep you so long. I'm, no, I'm, man. No. Thank you for Thank coming you on. For Sorry, coming on, man. Thank you. A, a little bit, but we're good. We're at an hour ten. I'm going to cut out some of the stuff of me and my yeah. girlfriend talking. Cut out this part. <laughs> um, that's gonna. We're gonna that. lead that yeah. into the Oops. to the every episode. That's the new intro. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, but thank you guys for having me. It was dude, really thank fun. you, thanks, man. Thanks so much. Uh, where can we? Where can people find you, Henry? I guess you know the kids do Twitter, so mm-hmm. I might as well say at Henry Kaiser. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to find me on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, if we have friends in common, I'll probably accept a request. No, I won't. Follow me on Twitter <laughs> uh, because Facebook's getting weird. Yeah, you know, people are like, "Hi, I." Rep- you know when you, this is total aside, cut it out if you like, but uh, you're like on Facebook and you're like, oh, that guy who came and put screens on my window four years ago is now a potential friend. Sure. And you're like, A, how do you have that info? And B, no. Yeah. Let's, we don't need to be we, friends. We got to, we got to draw well, boundaries. Well, because. Friends mean friends. You hang out, you talk, well, you converse, you're buddies. I mean, the, my wife, that's how we met. She put screens on my house. But like, <laughs> after that, I don't need to meet another screen person. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, Until you need screens 20 years from now. Well, but his wife. Well, yeah, can no, do she's it. great. She's a pro. Or she doesn't want to. She's. What if she says If no? there's one thing she loves to do, it's putting <laughs> screens on windows. But, um,. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I feel sure. like there was more that we were we'll saying. We'll see you at Jekyll's oh, yeah. Asshole Thursday. Twitter, yeah. come on down to, to Quick and Funny Musicals, go to Jekyll's Asshole. Uh, but most importantly, take care of yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this, the father of, of, uh, um, of comedy. And also, one thing that Fish Out of Water doesn't have mm. is a slogan. That's not the word. Oh. Tagline. Oh, sure. okay, let's do it. Um, so if you could Coming please... In. Give us a tagline. All right. Um, okay. Give me a give me a moment, please. I have to generate all the ideas in the world and then turn them into one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Thanks so much for listening to Fish Out of Water, your show where you're out of water. <laughs> I think Perfect. that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Nailed guys. it. Yep. yep. Thank you. Thank you. Later. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now. Want to hear your favorite funny people paired with wine? Want to just hear them whine about something? Hi, I'm Ellen Clifford. Hi, I'm Sean Buckholtz. We're the hosts of The Wine Situation. That's wine with an H. We've had Morgan Murphy. Drew Drogi. Brian Safi. Charlie Tanners and Camille Knox. Paul F. Tompkins and Janie Haddad Tompkins. Melanie Linsky. They all told us their wines. And we told them about wine. It's totally boozy study hall. So get it everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. That's The Wine Situation. Wine, wine with, with an H. H. Cheers! Cheers.